Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. We got a great show. Sarah, how are you? sure do. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little flustered. Flustered. Yeah. I ordered coffee. Oh, from Starbucks via mobile order. Uh-huh. And um, apparently, when they're yeah. busy, they send it to another location without telling you. What? So you find out when you get there. It's, I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's like a scavenger hunt, but for the coffee that you <laughs> paid for. <laughs> so you had, you had coffee problems this morning. I did, but now I'm getting some in my blood and I'm Ugh. feeling a little better, so. Starbucks. But I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, we have a pretty big guest. I don't know why he agreed to come on with us, but <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy he's here. Otto Katrina is currently president of the California Association of Realtors, CAR. Welcome, Otto. Paul, Sarah, good morning, and uh, thank you very much for the invitation, and I uh, look forward to our, our uh, conversation today. Thank you for, yeah. for being here. Before we jump into the very important work that you are doing, can we ask you about you? Uh, I assume because you're president of CAR, you're also a realtor or a broker. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Right, correct. So just for clarification purposes, I, I'm the, the president for 2022, uh-huh. which uh, Jennifer Brancini, our 2023 president, is we're in that transition, that transition mode right now. So Jennifer is, is, is taking the helm and I'm uh, kind of in the background now. And uh, I've uh, offered that if there's anything I can do to uh, help out or whatever, I'm, I'm there for them. So uh, I, I am a broker, and I apologize about the dog. <laughs> you have dogs? Broker and dog owner. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, when we started COVID, and I would have 800 directors out on a screen, and I, I'm running the meeting, uh, my dog would bark, and then 800 <laughs> other dogs in the Zoom land <laughs> bark. So, That's great. Uh, a it, cacophony it, of dogs. It's part of life. So, uh, But I am a broker. I'm uh, a single broker in uh, the Bay Area in Castro Valley, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I originally got licensed back in 88 and the market tanked. Uh, the broker that I went to work for got indicted for uh, misappropriation of funds and fraud. Um, I got my ass kicked back in 89 and I said, you know what? I'm going back in a restaurant business. This uh, <laughs> this this was kind of financially, it was I, I, I pretty well lost. Uh, all my stuff from because I was in a very successful family restaurant, but uh, I came back in. I came back in in '01, got my broker's license, worked for a small boutique brokerage. Uh, I was the only realtor in the firm. The, the other three were all brokers and feet up on desk. And uh, that was pre-computers. They had one computer desktop and uh, AOL. When AOL used to do yeah. that, <laughs> <laughs> dial up, dial up, yeah. <laughs> I I I, uh, I said I got to get a broker's license. You know, I got to keep up with these guys, and ended up buying a laptop, and uh, brought the laptop in, and they they were amazed. They said, "What what is that?" And I said, well, <laughs> "A desktop is a, a laptop." So, the rest is history. I I worked for a good friend of mine that was a broker. Uh, Dennis O'Laughlin had been in the business, just kind of the godfather of real estate. We're still good buds today. And um, what was the uh, what was the MLS like if you didn't have a computer like? How did that work? Well, no, we had a computer, but it was a computer. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, it was back in the day when Mm -hmm. it was just a big box computers. Things were slow. Well, so if you wanted to look something up, you had to wait Mm -hmm. until the other person got off the, 
you know, got off the computer before you could do it. And back and back then, I was pretty much the one doing the business. The other ones were, like I said, feet up on a desk and kind of waiting for the phone to ring or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you've been doing for the last, whatever, 20 plus years, sounds like 30 plus years. What started your path in terms of getting involved in, I don't know, can I call it politics? Can I call it, you know, what do you want to call it? No, that's a, that, that, that's a good question. So back in, back in 09, I think, 07, I've been, you know, working for about five, six years. And then I, somebody from the association invited me to come to a marketing meeting and, um, they gave me a little part. They call it Katrina's Corner. And what we would do is we do the marketing meeting. You guys have been there, you know, handing flyers, trying to, you know, talking about rates, talking about uh, the market. And so what I did is I gave a, a five minute update on any legislation that was coming our way, things of the market that I thought were important, red flags, shifting market. And what we did is that that's, that was the five minutes. And then they asked me to run for president for that local marketing, and I did that. And then uh, I'm involved with Bay East Association of Realtors. Bay East is one of the larger associations in California, very well respected. We uh, we breed a lot of uh, leadership at the state and at the national level. So it's um, it's something that we take real serious. We don't uh, we're not doing it for the badge or for the status. We're doing it because we really do believe in it. So I started getting involved in different committees, and my passion has always been on the policy in a legislative side. I'm not a big MLS. I joke about it. MLS is like dry oatmeal to me, <laughs> although it's very important, very relevant in our in our business. But the policy, the legislative stuff, I love engaging with uh, local elected officials, state and national. Uh, I've got great relationships with uh, uh, with our state elected assembly members and Senate, and then also on a national level, I've got a handful of good friends that are congressional members too. So it's real important, especially when we've got issues and you and you guys know the challenges that we face in escrow and in and, and lending. Uh, sometimes you get a, a, a hint or a rumor going around saying that they want to pass legislation on uh, or more overlays, you know, working with the regulators. And we go back uh, on an annual basis, and we meet with Fannie and Freddie, FHA, FHFAA, the, the Treasury Department, especially with some uh, this last visit we went on money laundering that's going on in the industry right now. So we meet with all those regulators in California. We're one of the biggest states, if not the biggest state. Our membership is about 217,000 throughout the state. So we're just advocating for our members on a constant basis, and that's the kind of stuff that I like doing because uh, an old-timer told me a long time ago, he says, when you when you get to that level and the opportunity to meet with elected officials, um, it's not a dress rehearsal. You got to have your facts. So what I do is if I'm going to go back to D.C., I'll call Paul and say, Paul, what's going on in the lending? What are some of the hiccups and challenges you're facing? So when I go back and meet with congressional members or, or Alex Padilla, our senator, I'm giving them true facts. I'm not giving them rhetoric that I heard something, but saying that, you know, this is what Paul has seen. This is what we're seeing in the Bay Area that's having negative effects for first-time home buyers or in underserved neighborhoods like in Richmond, San Bernardino, Los Angeles, and things of that area. Yeah. What would you say is um, the most passionate uh, piece of legislature or policy you have ever championed? Oh, gosh. I, I'll tell you one that we're not there yet, but this will be huge once it, once it goes. Um, my good friend, Jimmy, uh, Congressman Jimmy Panetta, Leon Panetta's son, 
is a congressional member down in the Carmel area. His new redistricting used to be in the Carmel, Salinas, Monterey, and now he's extended down to almost down below Cambria and comes up and shoots uh, and takes a bit of, uh, I think it's Amador Valley in, uh, Amadon Val- Almaden Valley in San Jose. So Jimmy's area is gone. So um, we had our board of directors meeting in October and Jimmy wasn't able to uh, be at the meeting, but we brought him in on Zoom. And he is introducing legislation to take the capital gains on single uh, filer from 250 to 500 and, and do the exemption on capital gains for a married couple from 500 to a million dollars. And, uh, you know, when, when, when I'm doing a board of directors meeting, I got 900 directors out there in the audience. So we got about a thousand people. They went crazy. So that's something that we're not at the finish line yet. We are working on that. Um, I think some of the the biggest successes has been us in defending uh, the Ellis Act and Costa Hawkins. A lot of rental issues that are that are affecting California right now. Uh, first time home buyer grant programs um, are, are something that the state that we've really been pushing. I did a press conference uh, with the Assembly and Senate um, a few months ago before the budget getting some money. So there's about a billion dollars in various different programs that'll be being allocated from every different kind of programs from rental assistance to first-time home buyer grant programs. Matter of fact, uh, uh, California Association of Realtors, our housing affordability uh, division, which is funded by our members' money, allocated $750,000 yeah, $750, last year for first-time home buyer grant programs. And, and, and Paul, you know how important that is on you know, ten up to ten grand. Non, uh, they don't have to pay it back. I mean, it's a grant program that we give out. That's huge. By the time people are beating up their parents and 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 their four hundred one k and everything, trying to scrape money together to to put a house, and you know, CAR comes up and we said, here, we'll give you up to ten thousand dollars first time. So we wow. put in, I think, to date, seventy six people in the homes, which is a big, big kudos for for our realtors throughout the state. So that's another, and we just allocated another quarter million dollars to do that for 2024 so or 2023 excuse me so th- those are some of the, the the big successes it's a challenging market you know we live in a in California which is a predominantly uh, a blue state super majority with the legislators so we have to work with all members and, and we're one of the few if not only organizations we're one of the largest PACs again I remind you we're the largest trade association in California mm-hmm. but one of the only associations that bipartisan in giving so when we contribute, make our political contributions, we call ourselves the Realtor Party. Um, we are a blend of, we call ourselves the Purple Party. We're, we're a blend of Democrats, Republicans, Independents. And what we try to do is, is get um, members not to focus so much on their personal ideologies, but more focused on what the ideologies are of the Realtor Party. Strong, we're, we're, we're big advocates of strong uh, home ownership opportunities, private property rights, and also pro-business. So those are the candidates that uh, we're looking and that we can uh, help help them, uh, you know, when we make our, our, our contributions. So you're, so it sounds like your job, and correct me if I'm wrong, over the last year that you were president was, um, is lobbying still a word that's used? I mean, is, 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 yeah. is that not a bad word? You know, um, yeah. representing us as realtors, with politicians, with the decision makers, is that kind of that? That's been your year. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that that that's a good part of my year is uh, going up to Sacramento, meeting with the different legislators, uh, going to different political functions, both again, both on the Democrat and on the Republican side. 
and, and the other big thing that that um, I don't want to say I I did auto, but but it was a thing that I was committed to is it was about it's all about the members, and I said that before when I was campaigning for this position. So I spent uh, a year and a half traveling throughout the state and going up to the coast, uh, going up north, going south, east, and just visiting numerous associations, all the regions throughout the state, and listening to what our members' challenges are. Because what is uh, significant in one area might not be significant in another area. What's happening in one area, maybe here in the Bay Area, is not affected yet in some of the rural, but I tell them, it's kind of like cancer. If something is starting in the Bay Area that has uh, negative ramifications on our business, it could be up in your area in six months, yeah. nine months to a year. So I was kind of the, you know, when I, and I, I use an analogy that if you see smoke, don't wait for it to turn into flames. You know, go identify, investigate take a look at it and try to squander it right there before it blows up. So well, speak. So, uh, so that, that brings me to another good question, which is um, what are the challenges that, that, that are up ahead for us, for, for, for the folks that are realtors in California, what do you see that's going to be challenging us for the next couple of years? Well, I, I think a lot of, you got a couple of things. Number one is you got a recession, depending on what, mm-hmm. where you are. Are we in one or uh, it, has it started? When's it going to start? I, I mean, personally, my personal opinion, I feel we're in a recession already. Uh, yesterday's numbers on inflationary numbers uh, came down a little bit, but still, I'm not happy with 7.1 or 7.2% either. And, you know, when I go out shopping, and I don't do a lot of shopping, but when I see prices stuff, I go, that's a hell of a lot more than 7%. That's like 20% or 22%. So the challenges of, of a recession, I, I, uh, I, we're starting to see rates that are stabilizing a little bit. Uh, the feds today are meeting, are talking about doing another half point bump. So we, they say that, you know, the fed rate isn't tied to our rate, which BS. I mean, it, it, it's when, when they went up to seven and a quarter, it shut our market down. So we need to stabilize interest rates, interest rates. If think if we can get in the fives, you know, five and a half, six percent and stay within that. That threshold, I think, I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a big concern that I have, and I've had for now for past four years, because I did see the smoke. Uh, pardon the pun, is the fire insurance, mm-hmm. uh, fire insurance for um, uh, first-time home buyers. Yeah. You know, for everybody is just it's, it's crazy. You know, originally I have a home up in the Sierras, not too far from Yosemite, and I was paying seventeen hundred a month a year. I mean. And it went up to $4,800. And that's when I called, you know, I talked to our leadership. I said, guys, I said, this, this, and this is like four years ago. I said, um, this is before as the fires were starting to increase in California. But I've been in Baker, in, uh, in, in Santa Barbara where there, some of those people are paying $25,000, $50,000 a year. Some are being self-insured. Wow. Um, and my concern was a first-time home buyer. So you get a young couple comes in, they got a baby. And, you know, like up in uh, Sonora, they're buying a, a house for 350000 right? And then they get whacked with a four to $6,000 a year premium. Now you're taking two $300 a month off the table for either food or gas money for, you know, him or her to go to work. So that, that is a concern. We've been working, lobbying with the insurance agency, a new thing that's just happened. And it's weird because it was like within one week, I got three phone calls, one for Newport Beach, two situations, one up in San Ramon, California, and another one, San Mateo, pertaining to master insurance policies on townhouses and condos, where because if they're in a high fire severity zone, that 
their master policy was getting canceled. And in the San Ramon uh, situation, from what I read was that their monthly HOE fee from $300 increased up to $1,500. What? Wow. So, what? Um, and so that's, 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 that was killing a lot of deals. And as you know, I mean, a condo market is our, hopefully our, our entry level market, but again, it's got some challenges um, that, that are out there. Mm. Can you tell us what else CAR does, if anything other than, you know, the, the, the political, the, the, the lobbying, what, what else is CAR involved in? What do, what do our dues go towards? Yeah, that's a good question, Paul. I'll give you I'll give you our top two mm-hmm. benefits that our members use is our standardization in our zip forms. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if if you use them, but matter of fact, I just got done printing out because I'm getting ready to go on a, a listing appointment uh, or just uh, get disclosure signed. But we have a library of every form, both commercial, residential, uh, rental that you can imagine, and those forms are. Uh, guaranteed by our E and O carriers. Uh, uh, carriers they cover us b- because if we use the CAR form, so that's one of our biggest biggest draws. Uh, the second one is our free legal services. We have a staff of attorneys, and I, I'm a one man brokerage, so uh, I do have an attorney that uh, handles all our evictions and rental stuff. But for me to carry a, a, an attorney on, on staff, and I, I just I, I can't afford it, but. Uh, although my son is a, a third-year law student, so mm-hmm. I'll have in-house counsel uh, hopefully soon. But um, I get on the phone. So if I have a question on something, and we do a lot of probate and estate work, so sometimes there's some legal questions. I get on the phone and call our legal department up. Usually you wait, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, and uh, you have a, a, an array of attorneys that you give them the question, and they'll look it up and they'll they'll get back to us or, or, or talk to us and walk us through yeah. on what the solution is. So that's that's cool. I mean, that's to call an attorney up at, at you know, three fifty to six hundred dollars an hour uh, yeah. is big money. So for what we pay in dues and the benefits that we get, even if the members take advantage of the of the, the benefits, I mean it's phenomenal. You know, again, you you alluded to the lobbying efforts. Um what we what we what we do in our our influence in Sacramento is just phenomenal for again what we pay yeah. in our dues. Yeah, the dues are reasonable. Can you talk a little bit about? I know we have CAR here and we have NAR, the National Association of Realtors. Is there overlap? Can you talk about the differences or similarities? Well, the overlap is what we we call a three way agreement. So we have the local, the state, and then you got the national mm-hmm. NAR. So the resources trickle down. I mean, everybody is independent. Uh, we do have guidelines that each of the associations have, have to follow through on that, that we have to go through. But um, so as, as far as uh, like when we do politicals, we'll do a red alert. Like we just came out with, we're doing a national red alert now on getting uh, credits for first-time homebuyer programs and some other housing uh, components. And that red alert just went out a couple of days ago. So that red alert starts back in D.C. at our national in Chicago and works its way down to the state. And from the state goes down to the local elected officials. Mm-hmm. I mean, not elected officials, down to the local associations. And then there, each of us gets on a phone call and calls or sends an email or a text to our elected officials recommending and strongly urging that they do vote. Here in L.A., you, you might have heard, um, I wonder if, if you'd consider this the, the smoke that precedes the fire, but 
Uh, we just passed a tax on um, yeah. properties over five and ten million dollars. I, I assume yeah. you're you're kind of concerned about that. Yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> over five, five and a half percent. It, it's big. I don't remember what it was, but it's significant. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I was reading an article in Real Deal the other day saying that a lot of the agents were advising people if you're going to sell, get it, because I don't think that goes into effect until April, maybe okay. April of, of next year. Those are the type of things, Paul, that we are advocating and that we fight for. Mm -hmm. Of the five or the six legislative challenges, uh, significant bills that we worked on this year, we were successful in five. And one was down in LA with the local county down there as as far as transfers and housing authority. And just, it's unfortunate because the state continues to keep on coming after homeowners. And it's always more taxes, more taxes. It's either transfer tax, it's a vacancy tax. You know, San Francisco, Berkeley, Oakland. You know, if, if a property is vacant and, and a property owner wants doesn't want a tenant or whatever, they want to penalize you and, and charge you a tax for keeping it vacant. And it's just this constant impeding on, on our private property rights is something that it's just paramount. We've got, we're, we're continually fighting on that. It's, it doesn't just go away. And that's been a challenge that we've had for, for many years now. And we'll continue to fight. Do you feel like a position at NAR might be in your future? Uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, How about nationally? <laughs> National politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I, I love working with, with our congressional members and, and uh, I hope to continue to do that. But and, and I, I sit on the executive board for uh, national. So uh, Leslie Ruta-Smith, who was a president in 22, good, a good friend of mine, uh, she appointed me to the executive committee. So I've got another year on the executive committee, but I, I, I have no intentions of running for president. I've been encouraged <laughs> to do it. Um, I've thought about running for elected office. And, but I, I, I'm just waiting. I, I, the, the whole homeless situation in California right now mm-hmm. is something that's a a significant issue. It's having an effect on property values. There's a lot of controversial on, on that, um, pros and cons. And, and I'm empathetic to uh, the homeless situation in California. Uh, when I go see my son in San Francisco, and that's where I graduated from. I graduated from the University of San Francisco. But when I go see him at, at where he's, he's going to school at Hastings Law School, mm-hmm. it's, it's just disheartening to see these people on the streets that and you keep on, people keep on, uh, or elected say, well, it's a mental issue, mental issue. Well, if it's a mental issue, then frickin' fix it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. If these kids pay for their college education that are going to specialize in social services or psychology or whatever, mm-hmm. pick up the tab on their on their college and, and put them to work. But that's something that I've been thinking about possibly engaging and getting involved with. Um, a church I'm affiliated with in Livermore just recently um, constructed 28 tiny homes. Mm-hmm. And what they've done, it's a, it's a small community on the church property off of 580 wow. Freeway in Livermore. And so they've been able to take 28 uh, folks, single folks off the streets, put them in, the, in the, these uh, modular trailer types that have got a, a bed to sleep in, a two-burner uh, induction stove, they got a shower, uh, everything a, a, a person would need. And so far, I think the success is that they've... Um, transition four that have gone into apartments and there's a waiting line of a hundred people. You've got to work. Uh, it's not, this is not a free ride. If you can, you're capable. There's a lot of, again, we, we refer back to the mental uh, situation here where they provide counseling. There's on-site counseling, which is huge. Cause I think that's a big component that's missing on a lot of these homeless shelters is that 
that whole uh, mental component is missing. So if they can't work, then they got to work around the church property, maybe sweeping or cleaning up or, or doing stuff like that. But uh, CAR just did a documentary on it, uh, a video that I was real, uh, I'm, just, I'm just real happy to see them step up. And I'm starting to see places of worship that are starting to create these small little tiny villages throughout the state because the homeless situation continues to keep on escalating. Yeah. Um, yeah. The estimate is that 25% of all the homeless uh, population resides here in California. Wow. And we, wow. we were at, what, 140 now. Supposedly we're at 176,000 on the homeless, and it's not going down. And last year, was it 21? In 21, um, California spent $18 billion on homeless services. Wow. And uh, that's a lot of money. I mean, if you take the median price of what we finished selling homes in 71 at 700 or 21 at uh, 760,000, we could have built about 15,000 homes wow. for that. So um, I'll keep working on that, please. That's yeah. a, that is a big yeah, no, issue for us. And, and you know, Paul, Sarah, it, it, it's all over. I've been in the lower demographic areas. Uh, I've been on Malibu Beach. Yeah. I mean, Malibu Beach looks is unbelievable. Broken down RVs and just tents. And I, I'm in, in the Bay Area where the Tesla plant is in Fremont. I mean, it's just the whole street there is just unbelievable. Oakland, um, my heart goes out. I mean, I just, but we have to, um, our elected officials have to be held accountable for this. We cannot continue to allow this. And a lot of the youth that is being affected by this, you know, my wife's a school teacher and I hear some of the stories of uh, some of these kids that are sleeping in cars and stuff like that. And uh, got to California, man, we got it. We got it. We got to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We got to get smarter about it. Let me ask you one sort of last question. Um, You've, you've been doing this for a little while now. You've seen a couple cycles. I I, I feel like I like to ask this of, of, of some of our guests. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but I, I, I agree with you. I think we're in a recession, at least a housing recession. What do you what do you foresee for 2023? What do you think real realtors should be thinking for the next year or two? Yeah, well, I still I still think the unknown is on how wide and how deep this recession is. The market is responding. The stock market, Wall Street, is responding pretty good over the past over the past few weeks, which is a good positive news. We'll see what the Fed do today. Yep. Inflation at seven percent. We we. Uh, our econ folks were anticipating that we would start 23 at about 6.1% and then end the year around 3% on inflation. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think the whole key is going to be rates. My concern, and this has always kind of been, the, oh, no, we're not in a recession because we got all these jobs and not enough people to take these jobs. Well, now you're starting to see those jobs availability go down and these people are getting whacked. I mean, here in uh, in the Bay Area, in, in the uh, Silicon Valley, I mean, they're talking 13%, 17% reduction in work staff. So uh, look at Twitter. I mean, Musk has just gotten Twitter right now, <laughs> laying off thousands of people. And yeah. we're starting to see that as far as pricing goes, you know, where, you know, uh, on the Silicon Valley, they used to, they were selling about uh, this one area, they were selling about 400 units a week. They would go, uh, penny that you know a couple weeks ago they're down 125 so when you got the big money and that starts slowing down that's that's where i get concerned where start people start getting laid off they talk about you know the lending process paul i mean it's tight now to, to, to get a a loan they say there's a lot of equity but 
you can still have equity and not be working and not qualify to get refi or, or whatever. So right. I think right. that's where people, um, I think sometimes when I hear people talk about that, it's a little pompous. I mean, you really got to look, if you don't have a job and you're not making that net and you can't afford to go refinance or whatever, you might have 300,000 worth of equity. Um, you got to get creative. So um, I, I mean, I, I, I will get through this, you know, I'm almost 70 years old. So, I, I uh, I've been through this rodeo before, I, I, and, and one side of me says I don't want to ride the horse anymore, <laughs> and, and the other side says, and I tell people we just got to pull out the toolkits that we used back in the seventies, eighties, and nineties, and get creative. And uh, I'm sure you guys the same thing too. What worked then, um, or what what used to work in, in you know putting a for sale sign and getting a contract in nine days now, where now the days on market are getting closer to three weeks to a month. We've got to be uh, better educated We've, uh, as far as realtors go. Uh, the consumers need to use realtors. Our education, we need to do a better job informing our clients and educating and giving them the good and also giving them, and I, I like to give both sides of the story. This is what could happen, and this is what we're shooting for. But again, I like to, to, to lay the land out for them. Yeah. yeah. Look, I we're very appreciative. I think all realtors should be appreciative that we have an organization like car, you know, that's available to us that does the hard work Because it could just make our lives a lot harder. If the politicians kept, kept attacking property rights and and home ownership rights. And and we, we need, you know, I'm I'm glad, I'm glad you're there. And we don't think about you very much other, other than that one day a year when we're writing that check, (laughs) but otherwise I think you're doing really, really important work. So thank you. Great. Yeah. Paul, Sarah, thank you very much. Again, if there's anything that we can do to help you out in the future, please reach out and, uh, and let us know. Thank you, Otto. Be well. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.